0: You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a, a Valve American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, a clam, reads a story from American history to my friend.
1: Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. It's a bivalve. Uh, yeah, no, it's cool. I always, I'm not surprised to hear that you're coming out as a clam.
0: People should, nice. people, yeah, should, yeah. people should know. People should people should know where it's where this is all coming from. I spent most of my childhood uh, in uh, well, at the bottom of the ocean. Yep, and so in a little shell. I came out and uh, and I was like, "What in the fuck is this?" That's how I see the world. I see it through the the eyes, well, the lack of eyes of a bivalve. Yep. Yep. The person that people see on stage and on. In photos and stuff Yeah, that's it's a, like that's Men in Black an,
1: It's, it's like what, a, yeah. it's what the clam It's the clam suit Yeah What you're seeing there is the clam ensemble That's right and, You're seeing what the <laughs> clam operates To be able to do a podcast
0: That's right And uh, you know You know my old saying I've always Keep on clamming
1: That's
0: right And you're a human
1: yeah, I'm just a person. I'm a human, a human male. Uh, so, but uh, you know, but it's I, I, I love the extra audience it's brought to us. Our clam numbers are great. Clam numbers are um, huge. So, yeah, I mean, we get more ocean listeners than any other podcast. And that's I right. Don't I don't? It's not lost on me that that's probably due to the fact that, uh, yeah, that you're just a, a little little clam inside of a, a man bot. Mm-hmm. Uh, operating it so that we can, this is, we used to be able to do live shows. That's what's great about the Zoom uh, is you don't you don't need anything other than just the head, so that's you right. can kind of be yourself.
0: And uh, just to my uh, my peeps out there, my fellow clams, I just want to say uh, boop 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 boop.
1: Oh, see, to us that just sounds Doesn't stupid, but to you that's an intricate language. Yeah, but to us, <clears throat> we all think, what an idiot
0: and called it, quote, his jam patch. Jam patch. I'm the fucking hippo guy!
1: Same okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> my name's Gary. Bro. Wait, is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part proficient. My <laughs> five room's Now hit him with the puppy. <laughs> you both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep till hippo! <laughs> That's like no sleep till hippo! Uh, Actually, oh, Hi, Gary. No. Was- I sleep done, my friend. No. <laughs> no!
0: Gareth, uh, this episode, <clears throat> when uh, the, uh, the Trump uh, attack happened on the Capitol, I said, this is actually, these are not new people. This has been going on for a while. And I said, I put up a tweet, and I said, we actually lost this episode, but we did it in Boston in 2016. And someone All said, right. why don't you re-record it? And I was like, why don't we re-record it? Because neither one of us are going to remember anything about the no. episode. No. Which is true. I went through and I read it. I didn't remember most of it. So... I added that's Great, I, that's you self dolloped, <laughs> uh, so I added some stuff and um and now that's the episode we're gonna do uh okay. so that'll be interesting to do and then um I think I, that is and and because this is centered in Boston, mostly, I want to dedicate this to my my buddy Neil Mahoney uh who passed last week, which is why we did not have an episode um, really, really great guy, if you want to learn about Neil, you can uh. You can check out Neil Edit the hashtag on Instagram and see how many people loved him. And also, he uh, he he edited the show uh, Comrade Detective, which I think everyone will love. And he was really proud of it. So, if you want to check that out, eighteen thirties.
1: Okay, General.
0: <clears throat> the anti-slavery movement uh, ratcheted up, and slow did. At the same time, the pro-slavery reaction. Uh, Does that make sense?
1: Uh, Dave, it's never made more sense.
0: (laughs) Areas that border the South uh, had tensions due to increasing anti-slavery activity, obviously.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: For a few years, Ohio had been seeing increasing tensions over slavery and, and black workers coming up. Okay, uh, so there have been race riots <clears throat> um, You know That's what we do Yeah And the Ohio Anti-slavery society Started growing rapidly Okay Alright So people are choosing sides As we know We know where right. this goes
1: Right Yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> In In Putnam County Where the society Was headquartered Men came from Zanesville And attacked a convention In 1835 Right, so they hold their okay. they hold one of the first conventions, and all
1: these dudes from another anti slavery anti slavery yeah. conventions. Yeah, they're mostly and then the guys from Zanesville, Zanies, the Zanies come they're, rolling yeah.
0: in. They're like that. That's amazing. That's what the tape sounds like.
1: Yep, that's it. Yeah, you really that's the that's the Zanesville drawl.
0: So. Quote, Zanesville men belonging to the lower strata of society, encouraged by the more respectable class, crossed the river, uh-huh. defaced the academy, insulted ladies in attendance, and dispersed the convention.
1: Wow. Okay. So they, so they, they yeah. rolled in.
0: They, they, they smashed some stuff. They, they called the ladies bad names. Yeah. And then, and then the convention uh, ran away.
1: Yeah, so he's just like punch bowl, tip it over. You call that address, dress? <laughs> get a life. Let's get out of here. <laughs> That's about right.
0: Yeah, uh, a the howling mob threw brick bats and mud at A. A. Guthrie on the way to his home. Brick bats? Brick bats? Brick bats are
1: bats uh, made out of brick? Please well, tell me that exists. I
0: don't. I don't think they're bats made out of brick. I think they are made out of wood. But um, it just looks like a club, basically. Oh,
1: but then it maybe has a brick at the end, basically?
0: No, I don't think it has a brick at the end.
1: (laughs) I'm going to need a brick tie in for me to get over this. So I don't know how you're going to make that happen. Oh, no, it is.
0: I I take it all Ah! back. Uh, A piece of brick. Ah! A piece of brick, typically, when used as a weapon.
1: Well, 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 well. Any other questions about this story, Dave, that <laughs> I can feel for you? Let me know. I always
0: thought a brick bat was like a thing that you hit a brick with. All right, never mind. I
1: hit I, a Because
0: <laughs> they're basically... Let's kick the brick's ass. Because what they're basically talking about is a brick.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It's confusing, but as long as I'm closer to right, I, I'm, I'm happy.
0: Uh, so... Uh, So they're throwing brickbats and mud at A.A. Guthrie and uh, Guthrie calmly removed his hat and thanked the scoundrels for escorting him home. One of the mob yelled, quote, put on your hat, Captain. You might take cold on your
1: head. Well, there's some more hat drama, but I love his way of playing it off. They're like throwing bricks at him. Thanks for taking me home, gentlemen. They're like, we will kill you.
0: All right, let's all relax. And then their biggest comeback is put your hat back on, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah you showed him. You showed him, Tommy. I, I, honestly, the line he had was phenomenal. But when you told him to put his hat back on because he'd get cold, it was like boom, I life over. It just can't, where it, did that come from? It, can't, it just came. not was in a moment. It in a moment. He took off his You're hat. You're like a vessel for one liner Yeah, he took off his hat, and I was like, that guy's head's gonna get cold. Back. Oh my. Well, that trans, that sentiment translated to the zinger. Come on, let's go back to Zanesville and write some more great comedy.
0: Uh, Harriet Beecher Stowe lived in Cincinnati, Ohio at the time uh, in 1836. She's young at the time, she's early 20s. Uh, she wrote essays and articles in magazines. She wrote to her husband a lot. Um, so we got a lot of her, uh, what she was saying at the time. Okay. Um, her husband was away, so that's why she wrote to him. He wasn't in the other room. Right. That's not how they came. Dear Hank, how's the kitchen? Right back. Harriet, the kitchen is uh, empty. There's no, no one cooking. I'm just sitting at the table waiting for my meal.
1: My dearest Hank, I received your last letter, and needless to say, my heart trapped. The idea of you sitting in that kitchen waiting for food just drives me batty. Hopefully, you'll have some closure soon. I think there's some cheese in the fridge. Yours. Harriet. Dearest Harriet, what is the fridge?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I am alone in the kitchen, and I believe you're upstairs. Will you please come down and cook me some food? I don't know how to. I'm a man.
1: My sweetest Hank, I've invented something called the fridge in the upstairs. I'll be down soon with it. Hopefully, you don't starve by then. There's still cheese in the fridge. Yours, Harriet. Dearest Harriet, growing weak. Sincerely, your loving
0: husband who hasn't eaten in days. Why are you upstairs? Oh, God help
1: me. Dear Hank, finding your body today was tough. I can't believe how quickly you passed away. It had only been 17 hours. There's still cheese in the fridge. Here he is. Uh, so... We just got notes from the network, Dave? One letter too long each. <laughs> so they just want us to cut the middle one, maybe. I'm sure we'll get
0: notes uh, on the websites. <laughs> uh, she <laughs> uh, so she's not... Harriet Beechstow is not the sort of more overt abolitionist she becomes later. She, this is sort of her right. formation period. So at the time... Okay. At the time Cincinnati has become this place of just incredible tension over slavery, a lot of radical abolitionists had come there to live... Particularly, a guy named uh, GJ uh, JG Bernie, who moved from Alabama because a guy from Cincinnati came down and was lecturing uh, against slavery, and and at the time Bernie had sl- he owned slaves, he lived in Alabama, and he heard the guy oh, wow. he heard the guy's speech, and he's like, no, he's right, we can't fucking do this anymore. So he 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 frees all of his slaves and Jesus. then and then he moves north to cincinnati and opens an anti what a great speech that
1: must have been. <laughs> like can you i mean not not to get too dark but like can you imagine like if if you were like a slave like having a guy come back and be like i just heard a guy who convinced me you should all be, you'd be like that's a very good thing you went to that we're all very happy you went to that <laughs>
0: Also, uh, thanks for not listening to us for all those years But no, no, I get it, a white guy came here yeah. and told you <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I know, right? It's like, yeah, but I mean, he was compelling It was like, well, the, uh, okay, it feels like you've seen compelling evidence here on the plantation But as you were
0: uh, So he he moves this and that, he opens up an anti-slavery paper um, The city became a, quote, hotbud of But abolition. who am I
1: going to get to write the articles? Sir, no, you're right, you're right, you're right <laughs> So
0: uh, the city became a quote hotbed of abolition. Uh, the, uh, so everything I'm going to write here about Cincinnati is from uh, Harry Peter Stowe's descriptions. So many of the well-off in uh, right. the rich guys in um, Cincinnati are against Bernie's paper, right? Uh, in- including Stowe's uncle, like even her family members. They okay. they form a committee to do something about the abolitionists in town, and. Uh, and they start firing people up. And on July 12th, a mob breaks into Bernie's press wow, and a, terrorizes think they would break equipment. him to try to get him to stop printing
1: the paper. What a, you'd think they would break equipment. You'd knock it off, you. <laughs> huh? You like that when we muss up your hair? Huh? Huh? Come on, throw his shoes in the garbage. You like that? <laughs> what are you going to wear those Um, You can't wear those Um, There's paper in there. You look like a damn fool. Now stop writing your propaganda's BS. Huh? What's about? Oh, glasses on upside down. Doesn't somebody look cuckoo bananas?
0: How <laughs> well, we shoot him?
1: That guy's never going to
0: print another goddamn paper.
1: And new, new edition, evening edition of the abol- abolished paper right here. <laughs>
0: abolished paper. <laughs> abolished paper. Um. So he keeps printing. He, he's not. He's. They're going to need to do more than that. So. The committee right. next demanded Bernie be thrown out of the Franklin Hotel where he was staying, but the owner refused to throw him out. And when the owner refused to throw him out, 12 men who were lodging in the hotel then left and checked into another hotel.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Ooh.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Uh, a handbill was put up announcing a meeting on July 30th. Quote, in which some of the most respectable men of the city are invited by name to come together and consider the question whether they will allow Mr. Bernie to continue his paper in the city.
1: I love that. I love that that's what the big meeting is for. When, when people are trying to resolve like, the issue with slavery, they're like, come on, we need to have a real come to Jesus meeting. Should we kick this guy out of town or what? This is bullshit. <laughs> This is crazy. This guy's against slavery. Why are we going to let him stay here and make a paper? I think it's going to hurt a slavery for us. Let's get him out of here. We need to really reflect upon what we want. We this want guy's to, ruining it. We want to own people. This guy's saying no. Okay, so if you like to own people, we got to get him out of here.
0: So some were, some were surprised that many of the most respectable men in the city wanted to go to the meeting. Which they shouldn't have been. Uh, at the meeting, they claimed the Boston Tea Party was their precedent for what they were about to do.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. All
0: right. That's the cool there thing about go. America. We can always... We've all
1: got our heroes. We can, yeah, always, right. we
0: can always say this is what they did at the Boston Tea Party with no understanding of what happened at the Boston Tea Party.
1: <laughs> well, because, yeah, it's just like, hey, we can do what they did at the Boston Tea Party. What'd they do? They fucked a bunch of dudes up and tossed tea into the ocean, right? Isn't that what they did? <laughs> They fucking hated tea, so they got rid of it, right? By the way, how key is the guy who's like, throw the tea overboard? <laughs> They're like, what? No, let's just kill these guys. No, trust me, the tea's the hook. The tea's the hook. Push the tea over. Aha! So the meeting gets... That has not worked. Now the British are just drinking the ocean. <laughs> A bit salty. Could you use another cube? <laughs> Hello, governor! God, drown him. Someone <laughs> drowned him. <sighs>
0: uh, so the meeting gets pretty hot, uh, and they discuss...
1: Sexually? Yeah. There's a lot of fucking nice. going on. Go slow for this part.
0: Uh, uh, they discuss writing what the law could not write. So they're like, we need to deal with this, because the law- there's nothing in the law that says a guy has to stop printing a paper we don't like. So we have to... Right. Oddly.
1: Right. It's like that scene in uh, Big and Harry with the basketball playing Sasquatch where they have a meeting at the town center and some guy goes, hey, look, there's just nothing that says in the rule book that a Sasquatch can't play basketball.
0: Is that an actual moment in that movie?
1: Yeah. Because you, yeah.
0: you said that phrase as if that was just a normal thing that everyone would know.
1: Well, that's not a, not a movie a lot of people know, but it was one that my <laughs> friends and I loved. And uh, But there is that scene and we were always just like, yeah, they... Probably didn't think they had to make that one. <laughs> uh, so,
0: so a local judge was even there, Judge Burke, and he was there and he agreed that there was nothing in the law that said they could get rid of this paper. So, they, so even a judge is like, yeah, man, there's nothing in the law, so we got to deal with this.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: Uh, Local papers mostly all supported the the committee in getting rid of Bernie. Quote, all the newspapers in the city, except the Gazette and the Journal, were either silent or openly mobocratic.
1: I just can't imagine a paper trying to get rid of a Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: but still, Bernie refuses to go. Another meeting is... I mean, this guy
1: gave a hell of a speech in Alabama. Yeah, he really did. Really? (laughs) Really? I, would, I mean, can, can we get a transcript? I bet that was very, it seems very coercive. I
0: could probably, the guy's pretty famous. His name's Ward. I could probably find. It'd Ward. be interesting to read. Uh, so then they hold another meeting a couple of days later in a location okay. and time during which they could get the most laborers to tent. So it's right, it's, I, I'm picturing it, because that was all she wrote, but I'm picturing it like it's next to the factory, it's at 5. Right. It's the at 5.10. Right? right. The
1: right. meeting
0: starts at 5.10. Like, so basically, they're trying right there. They're like, well, let's stir up the working class dudes. Let's get right. them fired up. Right. Uh, and they did. They worked them into a frenzy at the meeting. And then that night, a mob of several hundred stormed over to Bernie's paper, tore down his press, scattered the types, and then dragged it all to the river and threw it in. And then they came back and destroyed the office.
1: I, I, again, I, not to give huge notes Because my guess is it builds But you don't need the first part Just go to the river They're like, alright, let's destroy it Throw it everywhere Let's collect it and put it in the river It's like, well, the river would have done all of it Well, we got heated We got heated early
0: I think I think, the, I think it's fun to destroy it And then when you destroy right. it You're like, oh, he can put it all back together Oh, okay. what a... And then G- Jimmy, Where... Jimmy's like, what about the water? We could throw
1: out the water uh, I don't Jimmy, know why
0: he's from Boston. Idiot.
1: Yeah, well, because of the tea party. Yeah. He's the same guy who suggested the tea. That's right. i throw the tea in the water. <laughs> Jimmy was there for every historical moment that involved water. I don't know what we should do. General Washington, what do you think? I've got no ideas. Cross the water. Go across <laughs> the river. Go across it. Jimmy, is that... You really think that's a good idea, Jimmy? A hundred percent. Cross the water. Go to the river. Yeah. The bombing of Pearl Harbor. What are we going to do? Get the water! It, it, I told the he's got to bomb the water! Jimmy! I was wondering how many water things you could think of. Oh, I got a better one. <laughs> what am I going to do to get the Jews out of here? I'm out of ideas, Lord. Moses! Moses! <laughs> part, part the water! Make it go boop! Make it go boop! It's, it's a great idea, Jimmy. Unbelievable idea.
0: This is like Quantum Leap for idiots. <laughs> Uh, So after uh, destroying his office uh, They started going to the houses Of leading abolitionists in the city But they they knew they were coming So they had all bailed So they would just go knock on the door And the person would be like Yeah, he's not here And they'd be like Okay, let's go to the next one We're gonna find him At this point Quote The mayor was a silent spectator Of these proceedings And was heard to say well, lads, you have done well so far. Go home now before you disgrace yourselves. Mm. So the mayor's like, hey, so. good job with the whole destroying the newspaper office and trying to right. hunt people down. But let's wrap this up. But Come on. But they are just getting going. Uh, they now started oh, wow. destroying the houses of black people. Um, uh, you know, there's some killing. It went on for three days.
1: Jesus Christ. Three Jesus days.
0: Christ. Three days. Now the mob had finally gone too far beyond the purpose that the rich guys had set it up for, right? Uh, right. And the entire city is terrified of what could happen, so a militia was formed, and they put down the, the rioters.
1: Jesus. So this is basically like the Frankenstein riots. They built they built the crazy thing, and then they're like, oh, no.
0: Yeah, well, once it's you... have out of control. Once you, Kill it. Once you get a mob together, then do you, there's no... There's no, how do we control a mob? The mob's a mob, right? Uh, I, 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 would,
1: uh, I don't believe that to be true.
0: Now, around the country, the blame was laid at the feet of the workers, but none on the wealthy <laughs> who sent them right. into a
1: rage. You blame the lumber, not the match. <laughs>
0: if you go read Wikipedia or articles about it, it's all about how the common man attacked abolitionists and black people. And there's nothing about the guys who started at all.
1: They did nothing. Uh,
0: so Harriet Beecher Stowe finally read Bernie's abolitionist paper after the riots. "Quote: It does seem to me that there needs to be an intermediate society. If not, as light increases, all the excesses of the abolition party will not prevent humane and conscientious men from joining it." So, okay. she, so she's she's saying uh, we need a, um, a compromise abolitionist. <laughs> uh. Jesus Christ. I mean, that opinion always going to be there. Um, right. She obviously comes to a dip.
1: She comes, Let's let the slaves have slaves. <laughs> Am I the only one who, can we just kind of meet in the middle here in this little bit? Is that possible?
0: Well, she obviously comes to a different conclusion. uh, uh, uh Soon, and she became an abolitionist. She supports the Underground Railroad. I think she's a stop. This is
1: like one of her old. This is like her old tweet. This, yeah, this
0: is her coming into who she's going to be, and she writes Uncle Tom's Cabin. So she's like a legit, but this is her kind of getting there, right?
1: Finding her voice. Uh,
0: So the Northeast had a very different thing going on than the South or even Ohio when it came to blacks living in the community in Boston. Anger okay. at slaves being freed was directed toward white abolitionists, not blacks. What a... I, I mean, that's better. Better. <laughs> <laughs> better. For the most part, there, whites didn't interact with blacks in their daily lives. So I think in Cincinnati and Ohio, places like that, it was more... They were competing for jobs a little bit more, and it wasn't happening as much in a place like Boston. Right. Right. Um, so there, there's really not as much like palpable anger towards blacks living in a city like Boston at the time, and that's just that's I'm talking about the common working guy. So right. the, the strong resistance to abolitionism came from the elites of the city, the merchants who were concerned with money they made uh, from the South, and uh-huh. and they were called the Cotton Whigs. Okay, and then there was another group of Whigs called the Conscious. Conscience wigs who are mostly cons- Conscience mostly wigs? Conscience wigs Who are mostly conservative okay. ministers and, and merchants who thought slavery was evil And that meant more than
1: making money S- oh, I love that That's just, I love that the, the names are so similar And what are you? We don't believe that all men have rights And what are you? We believe that we love money too, but they do Interesting What a divide <laughs> Must be how did the wigs come together? We're disparate. We're like the odd couple.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, so it's money versus morals, right? The the two right. groups fought, uh, but they didn't take it out. They weren't taking it out on the black population, right? Rioting was seen as a lower class way of acting out at the time, right? So they looked down okay. on it. The riches were like that's just just so gross, You're disgusting. <laughs> but. The uh, rich would mm, use riots if it suited their needs. If they couldn't get what they wanted using politics or the law, they would use direct action, which in this case, violence and riots. Right. Slavery is exactly that issue. So right. they saw slavery as being too revolutionary and it was just going <laughs> to destroy the order. They, okay. saw, they saw it as too revolutionary and it was just going to destroy the order of how everything worked. Right. So, <laughs> local, pap- local papers wrote about how it was okay to riot over slavery. Interesting. So now they're just like publishing articles like, yeah, writing is bad. But in this case, it's p- pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: Sometimes you got to riot, like when the Patriots win or <laughs> over this. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: Papers who had scolded the lower classes for rioting over other other things suddenly changed their tune and wrote, quote, if there is no law that will reach it, it must be reached some other way.
1: Wow. Yeah. Well, that, yes. I I mean, it just does does show you, like, how, (laughs) you know, they'll all change their minds once there's enough movement behind. You know, then they're like, oh, you know what? Actually... Everyone is a human Isn't that weird That we lost that plot For a minute And it's just It's just
0: rich people You know yeah. Acting like they're better Than the poor people But then when it comes, Then they're like Well except in this case It's okay to riot But the reasons They're rioting over Bush, Oh I want bread Fuck you Yeah But this is different This cost me money
1: Riots are like cigarettes Special occasions <laughs> So The elites had used
0: riots To stop anti-Mason meetings Uh Uh, organized by the working class in the in the 20s so there's precedent for this and um and like cincinnati the the anger that was coming at first was coming from quote gentlemen of property and standing doctors lawyers merchants bankers judges congressmen they said getting rid of slavery was a quote amalgamation of the races and they believed in traditional values so it's it's all coming from the top and and the top is who writes the papers and you know Sets yep. that sort of tone. So, right. This is the environment in which William Lloyd Garrison founded the New England Anti-Slavery Society in Boston in 1831. Okay. Uh, Garrison was the publisher of the abolitionist paper, The Liberator. And after this, other societies were formed in other states, and the National Society uh, uh, in Philadelphia in 1833. So it's a it's a movement that's that's happening. Right And like I said A couple years later One would pop up in Ohio That we just talked about Um, They're popping up At the rate of one a day And have thousands of members So it's fucking taking off Abolitionism is just like Taking (laughs) off Lord Right And Garrison is an amazing speaker Who could really spread the message Uh, And that meant he was a really big threat To the quote traditional Establishment Traditional uh, value of owning slaves
1: Right (laughs) the <laughs> value, yeah uh, In
0: 1833 in New York When Garrison was in a meeting To organize a anti-slavery society The abolitionists decided To hold their own pro-slavery demonstration In the same location
1: The ab- the anti-abolitionists So so he's setting up He
0: has a meeting to set up An anti-slavery society And then across right. the street They have Or at the same location I don't know how that works They have a demonstration
1: for slavery So it's Right Anti So it's perfect Having- Excuse me Is this, this Is this the pro-slavery meeting <laughs> The anti-slavery meeting Well this is awkward I disagree with everything you've thought <laughs> Across the street you said
0: I would like to say I think we should be able to own humans Oh you want uh, um, No
1: You want one E
0: yeah. This is one D That's right uh, It's behind the curtain We just put up a curtain They're over there. Yeah They're actually held in the same location. I don't know how this works.
1: (laughs) What a a sitcomic moment. Um, Oh, no, we double booked it. I mean, really, this is a sitcom plot from, like, the the Hall's perspective. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that we could get these two groups to meet in the middle. What are they for? So
0: the intent was to stop the anti-slavery meeting, which is what happens because they hold the meetings in the same place. So it ends up, Making nothing happen
1: doesn't work, it's a little awkward, tense.
0: Uh, the courier and inquire and other you know big papers at the time attack Garrison. Uh, the elites are not down with what he's doing, the anti abolitionist attacks are becoming more and more common, right? In 1831, in Connecticut, Prudence Crandall allowed the first black student into her school, which up until that point had been all white, if you can imagine that. Crandall's a Quaker, so that's why she did it, because Quakers are okay. awesome. So the white parents then pull all their daughters out of the school. It's a girl's school. So mm-hmm. she uh, then establishes a school for black
1: girls, and Garrison... Well, that's it's so easy, by the way. Like, when they take all the white girls out, it's just one black girl. You're like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yes. Fuck them.
0: Uh, so Garrison advertised a school in the Liberator... Black families start sending their daughters from out of states to get an education. Uh, So the town is like, this is a bit much.
1: This is a little crazy, don't we think? Are we
0: going to have young black girls running around our city?
1: Am I crazy or is this starting to feel a little equal?
0: (laughs) So they first protest at the school and then they start holding town meetings to figure out what to do about the, quote, nuisance. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, She is cast out She's thrown out of all Local churches and shops They're like Get out of here Okay Right Um, And then the state Passes a black law Which (sighs) Allows them to refuse To give the girls Anything (sighs) So no one would sell Them items in shops Stagecoach drivers Would not drive them around Doctors would not So society
1: Help them Shunned them Yeah
0: Doctors won't help them if they're sick.
1: Everyone's just like, nope, no black girls. Is that now in the oath? (laughs) Of course, unless it's a black girl. All right, now.
0: So uh, at one point, uh, Crandall's well was filled up with cow shit, which obviously is bad for uh, drinking uh, Mm -hmm. out of it. So that ruined the well. I
1: don't know. It still kind of tastes like shit. (laughs) So
0: no one will give her water. Jesus. But Prudence Crandall pushes on, and the town gets more and more angry that they are not shutting her down. Right. The windows in the school start to get smashed regularly. Filth is smeared all over the school.
1: So that's the cow shit guy again. He's like, yeah. "I'm telling you guys, the key to this is cash. shit. cash. It's gonna get us out of this predicament." And I got a whole, I got a whole wagon full for just ten bucks. I bought all this guy's cash shit. This shit is the best. So, finally, after they uh,
0: failed to have the school closed through any of these ways, it was set on fire.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, she finally closed the school in September of 1934. Jesus. Because of safety oh reasons, God. obviously. There's girls, yeah. and they're fucking,
1: yeah. The fire's bad.
0: Right. So that's a. So, in Boston, abolitionists are excluded from the... Anthenium Library. Dr. Reverend Leonard Bacon called abolitionist political candidates, political
1: desperados. Mm Mm-hmm, yep. Just going with the trend. (laughs) This will age poorly, trust me. I'm Dr. Reverend Bacon. (laughs) Believe me, if you hear that name, you don't think this man's clued into what's going on? Um...
0: The American Bible Society turned down a, do- a donation of $5,000 because it was supposed to be used to give Bibles to slaves.
1: god. <laughs> As Jesus I, intended. I, I, name one time that there, something like that occurred in the Bible. I'll wait. Could you I'll fucking wait. imagine? like
0: that is just that is like the ultimate sentence that is just How? everything Jesus was against.
1: How great would it be to Sasha Baron Cohen Jesus into places now, just so he could be like, "What? Yeah, they're your fans. Those are your fans." Uh, uh, a Harvard profe-
0: uh, a Harvard professor lost his chair because uh, he was. an Where abo- did I
1: put it? <laughs> was- I was sitting on it a moment ago. That's gone. <clears throat> Street punks, uh,
0: because he was an abolitionist. Okay publishers in the north started to make sure their books didn't have anything in them that would upset the pro-slavery
1: south good lord i le- that 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 is what is so frustrating always is the marketing decision yes when it's just when people just go well no but we got to hedge our bets here we don't know you know we don't know where this is going to go in 10 years maybe they'll have value maybe we'll still tr- treat them like they're not people so just for an ad from an ad perspective let's be safe <laughs>
0: Uh, the abolitionists, you know, just kept going. Um, and throughout the North, pro slavery riots started to break out. John Whittier gave an anti slavery speech in Concord and was then pelted by eggs and stones, one of which badly wounded his leg. I think this. St- uh,
1: please, can we
0: go more eggs than stones, please? Uh, Let's lean in on the eggs. I think the stone is what hurt his leg, not an egg.
1: <laughs> Someone has a hard boiled one. It's cracked my kneecap.
0: Then in August 1935, S- uh, Southerners complained about the abolitionists and threatened to withdraw from the union. For those pro-southern business uh, men in Boston, this was the ultimate nightmare. For the pro right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for the pro <laughs> yeah, yes, they're like we want to make money. Don't no. The only thing that has value is money. Enough with this live nonsense. And these guys,
0: these pro-slavery guys in uh, Boston and the north, they're embarrassed that Garethon is living in their city. Uh, Did you just call him Garethon? No, Garrison. Did you want me to call him Garethon? I mean, I don't think I'd hate it. (laughs) So the pro-slavery gents decide to hold a, I always say the name of this, Fanuli Hall? Fanuel. Fanuel
1: Hall. Uh, I, this, is, this is the only thing I think I remember from the first time we did this. Yeah.
0: So the pro slavery gentleman decided to hold a pro slavery demonstration at Faneuil Hall. Faneuil, right? Yep. Yeah, as he said, Faneuil. Faneuil. Yep. Uh, to let the South know where they stood, right? So they're trying to show the South now that they are a pro slavery city.
1: Yeah. Dude, trust us. We swear to God, we do not think people are fucking equal, kid they they got to understand us. (laughs) There. At the
0: uh, demonstration, they passed formal declarations supporting slavery. These are formal declarations. Vinny, Vinny, you had something to say. What are you going to say there, Vinny?
1: Yeah, uh, what I was going to say was that if anyone comes up to you and possibly suggests that uh, what you're doing is wrong, the best thing to do is get over them lift their T-shirt over their head, and then you can rock them like they're living behind a fucking curtain. You really beat the fuck out of them. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they, what a great turnout, too. Job. Job fitting. Nice. Go Pats. That's
0: right. What did he uh, Many of Boston's prominent citizens were at the demonstration, like the mayor, uh, Theodore Lyman, and the current leader of the Whig Party, Harrison Otis. So it's just all the... The cotton wigs. Yeah, it's just all the all the big-time guys. Right. Uh,
1: it's, the, uh, it's a who's who of asshole.
0: A local paper wrote, quote, We have never seen a larger or more respectable audience within the walls of the hall.
1: Oh, I love that. That That's what our media does now, too, where they just do those little things. Just subtle subtleties that don't really seem like anything. It's just a little bit of seasoning, little Mrs. Dash. But in reality... It's trying to contextualize it all for you. You know, I, was, I mean, a lot of people have been telling me that they actually do not like what's happening right now in the <laughs> Democratic Party with the left. How, how, how can we get away from that? You're like, you motherfucker.
0: <laughs> so
1: this is the environment
0: in which Garrison brought in George Thompson, who was an English abolitionist. Uh, he brought him in to speak in Boston to a meeting of women. So you can see already there's a couple problems there. First of all, he's an abolitionist. Second of all, he's talking to women. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the goal is here. Is it to ruin everything? And
0: then the pro slavery crowd are even more furious that some foreign guy is coming
1: in here. Dude, I got even worse news. Not only is this fucking twat from England, he's only talking to fucking women. Get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to. Oh, sorry. I need to lay down. I'm getting lightheaded. I I am
0: like... I just meant like, get the fuck out of here, like... I should have said, that's fucking Uh, wicked. Fucked.
1: Someone get me a wet rag and put it on my forehead. (laughs) My fucking stars, kid. My stars.
0: (laughs) So Thompson is going to address the women at the hall next to the office of the Anti-Slavery Society and Liberator offices. Um, So this is... uh, Uh, This is a double offense. It's a foreign asshole coming to talk about how slavery is bad, and he's talking to women. So immediately response to the announcement was for the pro-slavery people to post signs all over Boston, which urged people to bring, quote, the infamous foreign scoundrel to the tar kettle before dark.
1: Ugh. (laughs) Okay. I mean, if I was, like, going to a place to speak and I saw that, I'd be like, "Eh, probably not, right? That seems crazy. (laughs) Seems just, like they're going to tar me. I can definitely see
0: some people putting up signs for that when we come to town.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sure.
0: Hey, I got this guy. You guys know where the tar kettle is?
1: Uh, excuse me. Which way to the tarring? <laughs> so. Uh, a couple. And, and These guys just keep saying they're taking me to the tar kettles. What are they talking about? And they don't. We tar. We're going to tar you. Tie me to what? Ta you? You want to ta ta me? Ta? Ta? ta. Oh, ta. ta. Like goodbye, ta. sir. Ta. No, no, not ta. No ta, dude. We're gonna fucking tie you. We're gonna tie you. You're gonna, okay. You're gonna, we're gonna say. Gonna ta, uh, you're gonna say. We're gonna put ta. You're gonna say. Oh, you, you're not even. You're gonna look like a big pile of ta. Okay. That's what's happening. About, this guy I'm sorry. A big pile of goodbye. Ta. Ta.
0: Yes, good good day. (laughs) A big pile of good day. I I understand you.
1: Dude, I was trying to threaten that guy, and he just kept saying goodbye. It was... This dude's fucking deep, dude. (laughs) I don't think we can tie him. Uh,
0: Okay. He was also not called... They didn't call him George Thompson. They called him Mr. Foreigner Thompson.
1: (laughs) Whoa! all right, listen. Listen. You can <laughs> you can say what you like, but let's uh, let's all try to be cool, okay? <laughs> I know it's it, things get heated, but you sons of bitches. Yo, Mr. Fore and the Thompson. <laughs> Pull the shirt over his head. Punch him.
0: So a couple thousand men gather in the street, right, when the meeting is supposed to take place. Fortunately, the abolitionists knew that there was danger and... Thompson was not brought to the uh, meeting place. Right. But the women still went on with their meeting. And the hall and the stair of the building fills up with angry pro-slavery rich men. Right. The mayor uh, did actually try to stop what was happening and tried to disperse them, but he couldn't. So at least the mayor was trying to help. Sure. A state representative said of the mayor's interjection, quote, the mayor put his chair down on the easterly side of Washington Street and stood upon it and spoke, warning the multitude that appeared threatening to depart to their respective homes. The mayor right. then descended from his chair and departed.
1: Yep. I mean, what else can you do? I mean, you got in a chair and said, stop. It's time to go home. Call it a day. You did everything you could. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what do you expect from the guy? He's not Garcetti.
0: Uh, the mob
1: uh, is not going to give in. So did they? Did they see the mayor on the chair? Because the impactful they, imagery there, I think, is enough to just make everyone yeah. have a second thought. At least, no, won. I'm really,
0: su- I'm really surprised it continued after that because he did stand on a yeah. chair and say, "Don't, don't." But uh, yeah,
1: okay, yeah, they
0: kept going. It just time. shows you how how crazed they were. Yep, right. Uh, so now they break through the door of the anti-slavery office. Uh, luckily, there were some constables, and uh, they pushed the the rich guys out before anything happened to Garrison, who was still sitting, at, who still sat at his desk writing a letter the whole time.
1: Said, "I'm almost done. They're, they're going to kill you, sir." Yes, hold on.
0: <laughs> oh, mama.
1: Deb, how's the kitchen?
0: So the mayor then went to the ladies' meeting, and he said, "You have to leave," uh, because he didn't think he could stop them up. He did okay. he, clearly. He did everything
1: he could. <laughs> Yeah, so he got on the chair, he got off. I mean, the whole roller coaster, we remember it.
0: So they do, they agree, and two by two, they walk out the door. Two by two because it was a white woman exiting with a black woman.
1: Oh, wow, okay.
0: Uh, The mob probably didn't know there were black women inside or maybe just the sight of a white woman standing next to a black woman. They fucking lost their shit.
1: Oh, good lord!
0: Quote: When <laughs> I, we emerged, <laughs> when we emerged I, into open. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: I could just see. I could see. I could see some beauty in that. I could see, like in my head, I'm like, I could see someone being like, guys, come on. Yeah, look at <laughs> but this. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting on what you say, and you're like, it drove them insane. <laughs> like, like nobody was like, yeah, yeah. We get a little crazy. Yeah, this is kind of fucking beautiful, isn't
0: it? Look at this.
1: Brick!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Quote, we, when we emerged into open daylight, there went up a roar of rage and contempt. They slowly gave way as we came out. As far as we could look, either way, the crowd extended, evidently, of the so-called wealthy and respectable,
1: the influence and standing.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's just a sea of angry, rich dudes.
1: Right, right. Who we all have raised to the point of our high society. The Boston Commercial Gazette would describe them
0: as, quote, an assemblage of 1,500 or 2,000 highly respectable gentlemen.
1: Yep, just freaking out, freaking out over a women's only meeting about abolishing slavery. Just the cream of the crop.
0: And the respectable gentleman now shouted, Garrison, Garrison, we must have Garrison. Out with him. Lynch him. Oh, good Lord. They also demanded that an anti-slavery sign be taken down, which the mayor did, and they quickly destroyed it.
1: Okay. Well, out of their out of their two demands, like, we want Garrison, and we're going to fucking kill him, and we want that sign. <laughs> that sign's right there. There you go. There's a the sign. Kill the sign. Beat it up. <laughs> Hang it
0: Hang the sign We're gonna tie no, the sign wait. We're tied the sign That doesn't make sense Don't hang it Cause we just took it down You guys know what I'm saying Come right? On.
1: We're gonna hang the sign And we're no. gonna leave it out As an example <laughs> To anyone no. else Who tries to put a sign out there You wanna put us? You wanna hang a sign You're gonna no. get hanged Like a sign Like that sign
0: <laughs> uh, Okay I kinda get that I, yeah. mean, I started it And I think it's kinda stupid. It's, it's yeah perfect. okay Perfect
1: yeah: that's anyone who ever thinks a hanging a sign, they're going to look at this hanging sign and go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want that to happen to my sign. thing's that's hanging." Right. That's right.:
0: So the mayor uh, t- takes Garrison to the back of the building, where he climbs out a back window onto a shed roof. He tries to hide in a carpenter shop behind his office, but the respectable gentlemen were already out back, so he goes upstairs. And the workmen in his shop keep the crowd back as much as, uh, sorry, a workman. No, Uh the workmen in his shop keep the crowd back as much as they could, but the mob finally breaks in. Wow. I feel like I should describe the mob, because it's probably not what people have in their mind. Uh, Quote, stout, thick-set, powerful men, about 40 years old, all dressed in new, near-blue, broadcloth suits, as well as a multiple of neatly dressed young men. Hmm. And they all
1: have fancy hats on. So they're, they're literally, it's you all me rich. And you had me until the attire. That's where the turn <laughs> is. For me. So it's all super
0: fucking wealthy yeah. guys. And their apprentices that they brought along from their shops or whatever.
1: Right. I'm just picturing like a thousand Thomas Middle ditches. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> finally, the rich guys cannot be held back any longer. They break through the door. They find Garrison. And they drag him to the window. They were about to throw him out when someone yelled, quote, Don't kill him outright! What? They're like
1: Pee-wee's big adventuring this moment? Let's do it slow! Let's take this guy apart in pieces! I want to enjoy this!
0: (laughs) So, they put a rope around him and took him down via a ladder. Now, I read in Garrison's paper that they actually put it around his neck. Okay. Um... And then they dragged him around the street for a bit. Jesus. And then Garrison was rescued by two truckmen. They were brothers, Daniel and Buff Cooley.
1: Yep. No, go ahead. Don't no need to stop here at Buff Cooley. And think about that being a porno guy name. There's no need to we're talking about something too important to get hung up on that sort of stuff. So so go ahead. So we've got Buck Cooley. <laughs> So, And we're just going to live uh, with that, and that's fine. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, the,
0: these two guys are stronger and tougher than all the rich guys, and uh, they fight him off, and they take Garrison back to the mayor, who now has several men with him. And then they take Garrison to the old house, uh, and while a crowd surrounds it, he had to be given clothes as he was now, quote, bareheaded and half
1: naked. Wow. Well, the head's the problem. The you head's looks Crazy. We could see your penis and ass, but get a hat on that head, would you? <laughs> uh,
0: the mayor's group decided the only place they could keep Garrison safe was in the
1: jail, so... <laughs> what a sell! Well, <laughs> the only thing we can possibly do is put you in jail. That seems fitting, yes. Lovely, yes.
0: So they arrest him on a charge, right, to make a... Um...
1: <laughs> I love that they This seems great Like if I were him I'd be like I feel like you're Trying to arrest me You could just put me In jail You don't have to Actually charge me Nah fortunately We gotta put you down For a crime So what do you say Murder Should you say uh, uh, Murdered someone uh,
0: Oh are you want Child molestation We got those two Those are two uh, Of the I'm biggies just,
1: What about What about something More pedestrian Like I uh, You know Shouldn't uh, I, I Spit somewhere I shouldn't or Littered or, Ah like, I got one yes. Arm robbery Oh, that's a good one We'll do armed robbery What we'll do is We'll say you robbed the bank And you killed the teller Yeah I, I would really rather Maybe something quite simple Would be nice You know Say that uh, I'm just visiting a friend Maybe It seems A little more Yours, Easy Yours to You know it's pretty simple
0: and I know that I saw this In a bar once But a guy A guy A guy st- uh, Stabbed a guy's eyes out
1: Oh that's great Yeah we'll say He stabbed some guy's eyes out Perfect Alright So you're doing uh, 15 years Because you took away A guy's eyeballs <laughs> Does that sound good? You cool with that? No. Yeah. All right. Well, murder it is. (laughs) So uh,
0: they charge him with, uh, quote, disturb and break the peace of the Commonwealth, and a riot did cause and make to the terror of the good people of the Commonwealth Mm -hmm. and against the peace and dignity of the same. So
1: their crimes were a little like their book titles. Just (laughs) run on, who gives a shit. And then he also tripped over another guy, but that guy's not in trouble. That's the crime.
0: So they're saying that he disturbed the peace, which led to a riot. So, okay.
1: He he did with his (laughs) foul, rational language.
0: Meanwhile, the authorities of the city, the legislature, uh, is in session. And many others come down to witness the insanity. So the situation is being handled by the mayor, and Alderman said that, quote, though it was the duty of the mayor to put down the riot, the city government did not very much disapprove of the mob to put down such agitators as Garrison and those like them.
1: Jesus Christ. it's It's just so hard to convey what they're actually saying.
0: I know. So they're basically saying the mayor is trying to do what he can, but the rest of the city is like, nah, this is pretty cool.
1: Right. I mean, we all remember when the mayor got on the chair, don't we? <laughs> Lord, the guy did everything he could, for God's sake. Uh,
0: the editor of the New England Galaxy heard
1: a judge say, quote, I hope And they we petch- cover, we don't just cover New England. <laughs> we don't even just do America. This is not even a paper for Earth. This is a galactic paper. This is a periodical for everyone from Glendale to the Mars. Yeah, Mars. Yeah. Yes. Question. So why, do you, so why do you call it New England? Because that's where it's from. So I want people, so if someone on Jupiter is reading this, I want them to have context that they're dealing with the upper East Coast. Okay. 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 All right, that is and I see a lot of hands and I'm not going to call on any more of them. Um it is what it is and it is happening.
0: All right, well, I look forward to hearing
1: what's happening on Jupiter's moons. Yep, that's right. One got catch look at this, page 6, Saturn's rings. <laughs> <laughs> so, the editor of the New England Galaxy
0: heard a judge say, "Quote, I hope they will catch him and tar and feather him and though I would not assist, I can tell them $5 are ready for the man willing to do
1: it. So there you go. That's a judge. That's a judge. And you're under arrest. But for what?
0: (laughs) Uh, So the mayor has a carriage brought to the front of the building, um, but that's a deception. Another Uh carriage goes around the back, Uh but the the rich guys figure it out and they rush I think he's
1: trying to do the old carriage up front, rear one in the back on us. (laughs) Uh, but he had lined up 40
0: or th- around 30 or 40 men on both sides of the steps to guard Garrison all the way to the carriage.
1: Okay. Um,
0: they're basically truckmen. They're like teamsters of the day. So they're like right. the working. So, they're, they're the, so it's literally the working class guys against right. the rich guys who. Uh, it's supposed to be the opposite, right? I mean, it, yeah. when you think about how this all works well, it, in, in people's minds, but that's the narrative that's been told, but that's right. not what's happening here.
1: No, uh, yeah, it's it's that inflection point where it's just like, uh, no, we don't think you're smarter than us any longer. It's over. You're liars.
0: Uh, the mob, quote, rushed with great fury to break through the lines and seize Garrison as he went from the old state house to the coach. But these men on each side stood firm and did not return. No, or
1: in you there, way, you barrel-chested brute, let him go. <laughs>
0: Or in any way notice the blows, which the merchant's clerks dealt profusely at their heads and bodies. But their lines were kept so firm that the men did not break through. And after a fearful struggle, Garrison got into the coach. Then an attempt was made to cut the harness.
1: Dude, my hand hurts from hitting that guy's (laughs) peck. Those are really good dudes.
0: (laughs) But can't you just picture all these like soft, rich guys just punching, punching uh, guys, just (laughs) laughing at him? Stop
1: it. Come on, if you want another round of that, there's more where that came from, Tuffy.
0: Check out this fucking guy over here. He keeps uh, punching me, but it's uh, like hilarious. Oh, funny,
1: funny, is it? Funny, eh? Yeah, oh. it, is, it really All is. All right, what about this then? A little bit of dirt on you, huh? Oh, I spit at you. Oh, shit. Uh. Hey, can I ask you a question, buddy? You, do you have bones? Of course. I, the, the, well, not as many as most, but we're trying <laughs> to look into a surgery that would be practical for me. I can afford it. I think I should. (laughs) I don't have friends.
0: (laughs) So as they were trying to cut the harness, the coach driver cracked the whip and the horses took off. Uh, The rich guys all scattered to avoid getting run over by the horses. Um, So now Garrison, so they take Garrison to the jail and he writes on the jail wall. Quote, William Lloyd Garrison was put into the cell On Wednesday afternoon, October 21st, 1835 To save him from the violence of a respectable and influential mob Who sought to destroy him for preaching the abominable and dangerous doctrine That all men are created equal
1: And that all oppressed, if odious, in the sight of God I love that right next to that was probably like Here I sit, broken hearted he, like, put his logs Uh, well-thought-out writing.
0: uh, The next day, with just, you know, minor injuries, uh, Garrison was freed, and the charges were dropped. Okay. While the upper class made up most of the mob, witnesses said there were also middle-level employees there, too. Middle-class Protestants had signed the pro-slavery documents at the hall. The newspapers afterwards, supportive of the rich man's pro-slavery riot. Sure. The Daily Advertiser wrote, quote, the whole transaction was the triumph of the law over lawless violence.
1: Thank you, Daily Advertiser, for your (laughs) neutral opinions, as always.
0: The Christian Watchman wrote that the abolitionists were as responsible as the mob for the riot.
1: That's right. Thank you, Christian. Jesus is so proud. Uh, Though one
0: Boston newspaper wrote about the hypocrisy of the wealthy men who had so many times condemned the riots when committed by the poor, now being part of a riot. Quote, when a mob attacks the female members of the Anti-Slavery Society, papers say it is a fine affair, a gentlemanly mob. Uh, George Thompson uh, dug in the knife a bit by saying, quote, such a mob, 30 ladies Route and a six by two board demolished by four thousand men.
1: Wait, I don't even understand what they're saying.
0: He's saying thirty ladies were uh, attacked, and then the sign. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> great.
0: Okay. Another uh, stop, Garrison. He wrote about it in the Liberator, attacking the pro-slavery gentleman riot, and that it just proved that he was in the right. And from then on, Massachusetts Anti Slavery Society would have a hard time finding a hall or a church to meet in. And they ended up holding their gatherings in a
1: stable. In a stable? Yeah, a horse, yeah. <gasps> okay. All right. Nice. That shows you that that shows you that your ideas are aging well. <laughs> well, that's the anti-slavery guys. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, so they're so fucked that they're like I mean, okay. they got blamed
0: for the riot.
1: Yeah. Now we're going to let a uh, couple horses talk, which is uh, in the contract.
0: <laughs> the state legislature would eventually allow the group to meet in the state house. When a hall was built in Boston just a couple of years later, a militia would have to be called out to stop it from being burned. Uh, no militia was there to stop a pro-slavery mob from burning down a hall in Philadelphia that had been built for abolitionists. But look, hey, we'd eventually go on to kill each other at an astonishing rate just to keep slavery going. So it has a good ending. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, so uh, 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 we're going to discuss this uh, more in a minute. But first, I wanted to talk about uh, our sponsor, Truff. Truff is a sauce. It's sauce. It's hot sauce. Uh, it's a luxury hot sauce. It makes every meal awesome. It's got a a nice blend of red chili, black truffle, organic agave nectar, and spices. Uh, It comes, we we each got, we got three bottles of truff. And uh, it comes in the best, there's never been a hot sauce that's been boxed this fancy (laughs) and looked this good. No, It's like it came for a queen.
1: Yeah, Um, And in many ways, that's what it made me feel like.
0: Yeah, I've been using it on eggs, which I, I really like. Uh, the, I, I'm not huge on the spicy-spicy. Uh, I'm really kind of weak in that way, but the, I really like the milder one. You know, there's three sauces, the Truff uh, flagship hot sauce, uh, flavor pack black truffle hot sauce. That was the first one. Then they came up with the Truff hotter hot sauce, which is a jalapeno blend for those who can't get enough of the heat, which scares me. And then there's the pr- premium white Truff hot sauce. Which is a luxurious fragrant white truffle. So check it out. Uh see for yourself why truff is the biggest hot sauce on Instagram and TikTok. Get 10% off site wide when you use promo code dollop at truff.com. That's 10% everything, including White Truff VIP box and Truff Variety Pack. Just shop at Truff.com. That's T-R-U-F-F-F is in fantastic.com and use promo code dollop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, you know, the reason I wanted to do this one is cause, uh, it's the same people.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, I think a lot of people were like, I, oh, they're not, I kept seeing people said they're not poor. These people are attacking the, and it's like, yeah, I mean, we're talking about white supremacist shit and they're, they're the same fucking people. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're people to private jets and of course mixed in there there's going to be people without as much money we saw that too yeah um but it's this stuff is and has been throughout history largely pushed by the upper classes stirring up people and that's that's what we're dealing with we have a real big media issue um you know we know fox news is uh, really fucking bad But then even Like the New York Times Stop writing puff pieces About fucking White supremacist Motherfuckers Like they They can't help themselves But But they keep saying like They they write all these articles And they're like Oh let's see what these people think And it's like Did you do that after Georgia When Yeah When black people Put it over the top Did you then go in And interview black people In cafes No yeah. No you didn't do that But but we have to hear about why all these people are like this. It, it's, an old, it's an old problem.
1: Uh, that that, is I really, think that's why. That, that is the thing that I honestly like keeps driving me super crazy is the selectiveness. It's just so easy to manipulate reality if you're in charge of media by under-reporting or over-reporting. It's just you can inflate or deflate anything just based on what you want to tell people about, now, let alone, like, you know, whatever the information, if it's fully factual or half-truths or whatever. But, you know, if you, in 24-hour news cycles, you would think they would be covering 24 stories a day, 50 stories a day, because there's so many things to talk about. I mean, that's what you see yeah. online and on social media. There's tons of shit, you know? And yet, it's fixation on three things for weeks. And so it is by omission that... Important things are just totally underreported.
0: Uh, sources for this episode: Deliberator paper, which was uh, Garrison's paper, uh, MuscomCountyHistory dot org, nineteenth um, nineteenth century American by Ernest Crosby, Boston Gentleman riot for slavery, the New England Historical Society. And Boston Rides Three Centuries of Social Violence by Jack Tager. All right, well, good luck to everybody. Garrett stopped recording. He told me to tell you that. <laughs> he said bye. <laughs>
1: To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at ACME. November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.